0: Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of the Lumen Project. What's up, Jeff? So
1: Good to howdy. see you. I, I always start out by saying howdy, howdy, howdy.
0: <laughs> howdy, howdy. It's Jeff's tagline. Howdy, howdy, howdy. I like <laughs> it. Um, we Last time we talked about releasing the ego and we were in a conversation around men being fixers and fixing things and <laughs> how we can sometimes have identity and our ability to fix things and um, but to, I, I think we want to explore ego from a different angle today. Um, so maybe yeah. we'll dive in there.
1: And this one was um, ego in the sense of like, uh, I would say like a, having having a status status symbol, being a status symbol or having a status symbol, however yeah. you want to say that. But uh, uh, for background, for, for everybody else, for the last like six months or a year or so, I, and, I, and it's it's weird to say this, but like, I like I haven't felt completely happy. I haven't been happy. And what happened was over the Thanksgiving weekend this last weekend, my mom was in town and was hanging out with her. And you know I'm just going about my life. And like I don't I don't notice Mm -hmm. anything different. But out of the blue, she's like, you know, I haven't seen you smile once the whole time I've been here. She's like, what's what's wrong? You seem like you're really unhappy. Hmm. And you know I'm you know the the manly answer, just my or I want to say our pre-programmed answer is like, no, I'm fine. And there's actually a really good video about that that I posted, but it's, uh, it's like any guy who says I'm fine. It's almost like, like when, like when a woman says that, when the guy's like, what's wrong, babe? And she's like, I'm fine. Like, you know, you're not, you're not <laughs> yeah. and like Shit about to hit the fan, whatever. <laughs> so this video kind of says the same thing where it's like any guy who says, I, you know, I'm okay. I think is the phrase that the guy uses. I I'm okay. People say, how are you doing? I'm okay. And my mom says, what's up? you're not happy. What's wrong. And I'm like, no, I'm, everything's okay. I'm okay. We're kind of like pre-programmed to say that. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: That goes along with the the, the fixing things part and yeah. not wanting to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So my mom tells me this and I kind of like ate at me for a little bit because I started to realize she was right. I'm like, why, why am I not happy? Mm-hmm. You know, I've been going through stuff with life and work and just all the normal stuff. Right. But, but she was right. And I started thinking about it, I was like, I haven't, I can't remember the last time where I just like, like I said to you earlier, where I was walking through my house whistling and I'm like, why, wait a minute, what the hell's going on? This is what triggered this today. So the backstory was I got two years ago, I got this car. It was like my dream car. And this was the status symbol that I thought I wanted. I did want and I got it and everything's been great. I had a job back then that was paying me like double what I'm making now. So the payment was fine. Like I just didn't care. I was like, this is my freaking dream car. Yeah, I want it. I can afford it. Fuck what everybody else thinks. That was kind of my attitude. Right.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. well, now <laughs> yeah. here we are
1: two years later and I'm like, I'm still able to afford it. I, you know, different job, different situation, whatever, but it's a stressor on me because every single month I'm making that payment and it is not a comfortable thing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, between the payment, the the, the insurance went up like, double triple almost. Uh, and then gas has gone up quite a bit, you know, in the last couple of years. And so, you know, at the end of the month, I'm like, man, this is $1,700 roughly that I'm paying on a car insurance and gas. I'm like that's kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to the point of growth over the last couple of years where I am feeling now I, I got, had the car, I got the car, I had the status symbol, mm. but now I don't care so much. Like I'm not doing it to impress other people. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I've had the feeling of owning it and driving it and I freaking love the thing, but I don't love this payment. And, and I kind of realized after thinking about this, after what my mom said, and I was like, this is what's keeping me from being happy. Like at the end of every month, I can't go do what I want to do. I can't go travel. I can't go do this or, or I can't fix my fence or whatever it may be because God, I have to make this yeah. car payment. And right. so I decided to look at options, to get rid of it, to sell it, you know, whatever. I just, I have this old, awesome 65 Chevy that I've had forever since I was 16 that I restored. Wow. You know, it's free and clear. I don't own anything. My my insurance is like 70 bucks a month. So I'm like, (laughs) I just want to drive that. The thing is when I drive that thing, because it's so many like childhood memories. and, And like today I drove it at lunch and people were coming up and taking pictures of it. And a guy comes into the restaurant and like finds me and wants to show me his on his phone. I mean, it's one of those things like it's a classic truck that just gets yeah. a shit ton of attention. That makes me so happy yeah. to like share that with others and to just be rolling around like people always wave and honk and thumbs up. And so I was like, man, what is stopping me from getting rid of this SUV that I've had that I love? Mm. That's also like one of the biggest financial burdens mm-hmm. on my on my well being. And yeah. Anyway, I just made this decision over the weekend. I was like, I'm going to get rid of it. I called my bank today. I told them what I was up to. I want to sell it. You know, hook me up with a, hook me up with a loan to pay the difference, and you know, we'll make payments or whatever on that until it's paid off. And they were like, Yeah, sounds awesome. Let's do it. Wow, wow. And, and so this like this was uh it was Monday that I talked to them. So I woke up today and I'm like, be bopping around doing work and. and i found myself like whistling i'm like whistling as i'm walking around the house and i'm like talking to my dogs and being all happy with them and Mm. and it was like probably so i want to say cheesy because that's not the right word but it was so cheesy in the sense where i was like why am i so happy all of a sudden Mm. like what Mm -hmm. i I literally thought shit i haven't felt like this in a while what's going on wow and then i just kind of realized that was it i i released Mm. the ego of having to keep that car because I thought it was a status symbol. I thought it was what I needed to like, you know, be cool or whatever. Uh and that was a big eye-opening thing for me because I was like, man, she my mom was right. I haven't felt this happy in a while. My dogs are probably like, What's you know, what's dad like, what's his fucking deal today? <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it was just this big like aha moment where I'm like, guys. Mm. We got to like, don't let your ego or your status or whatever. Like if, if that's the thing and you, and especially if you can recognize it and you want to change it, I put it off for months and months and months, not knowing what like effect that was going to have on my, um, just on my mental health, I guess is the best way to say it. Like, you know, I've been, I've been in a grumpy mood and and if my coworkers listen to this, they're going to be like, yeah, you know, I've had, I've had like a couple of issues at work where I've like snapped at people and just done shit that I normally wouldn't do. And then thinking back and I'm like, why was that? Like, I'm Hmm. nothing's wrong in that sense, but I was just kind of grumpy all the time for the last six months to a year. And now I realize that's Hmm. probably part of the reason why is because that's that the stress of having that payment and wanting to figure out a way to go do the things that I want to do and have the money to do it with. Yeah. It's all gone now. And it's just this massive weight off my shoulders. And it felt really good. And so I was like whistling and talking to the dogs and doing all that stuff. And wow. so,
0: yeah, that's good, man. I love the self-awareness it takes to <clears throat> think about what is weighing, wh- what's weighing you down, you know, like what, what are the things that are burdening me? <clears throat> the time they take some self-awareness to figure that out.
1: Yeah. And it's hard. And like, I kind of equated this to what I used to do when I would go meet with clients when I was working at the the title company in the escrow I don't ask company that I was at. Part of my job was to like, I mean, basically I flew around the country and met with all of our good clients yeah. and and some prospective clients. And I had this, I wouldn't call it like a method. It was, I mean, it was at the end of the day, it was just stupid. Like I just asked a bunch of questions, hmm. but it was around business where I was looking for pain points. Hmm. So if you're a realtor, I would be like, hmm. you know, we, we all, we, we all say I'm technically still a realtor too, but we all have these pain points and and they're kind of all the same. Like once I talked to, you know, several hundred agents, I've, I ran through this process with probably like 1300 agents over the eight years. And I kind of, you start seeing patterns. So everybody has the same pain points. There may be just different levels depending on where you are in your career. And it just came down to me asking them questions for them to kind of realize like, Oh shit. I'm spending X amount of dollars a month on shit. That's not working. Like that's dumb. Why would I want to do that? That's what I equated this, this like realization to is like, I'm spending X amount of dollars per month on something that I no longer need, no longer feel the need to have. Why am I doing that?
0: Uh, Yeah. Right.
1: And so it's hard to get to that point on your own sometimes. Yeah. But I think that's the beauty of like our relationship and our community is we can, Push and probe and have those kind of conversations with people, yeah. Because we we have a like neutral third party where I I could see like if you came to me and you're like, you know, at the end of every month I feel broke, and I'm like, well, you have a fucking seventeen hundred dollar car payment. Like maybe we should look at that. <laughs> like that's common sense to the outside person, mm-hmm. but to us in the moment, I've got the ego and the status symbol and and the wanting of that and the and how it, you know it feels great, but then it doesn't. Mm. <laughs> and so I think to a neutral third party or to somebody outside, you know, we can, we can look at that and be like, well, this is an easy solution. Right. <laughs> and that's well, kind of what my said.
0: I I mean, yeah, yes and no. Cause I, the other side of it is um, <clears throat> there's, you know, some, some of us may have in this case, status symbols, things we've, things we've bought or relationships we've carried or what, you know, careers we are still in that we, at the time we got them felt great. And then I can, I can feel this with when I was a CEO, you know, when I got it, it was such a great leveling up of, you know, what was next for me. And then five years in, I'm like, this is not what my life is about. And I would get in my car and drive to work every day with, you know, an upset stomach, just thinking, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. And, and the fixer in me, the loyal team player in me, the one who's like, we'll figure this out, we'll get through this, we'll suck it up and be in misery for for the sake of others, when in fact I've outgrown the status symbol thing that I acquired, whether, again, whether it's a car or a job or a relationship, it's like, yeah. I've grown and this thing is still hanging on me. And it's hard to just let it go because it's it's got nostalgia, it's got old Mm -hmm. you know, stories about how, what it was supposed to mean to me. I have stories in my head, like, don't quit. You're not a quitter. You know, like there's (laughs) there's all these things where you're like, so, so all all the more reason, like to your point, like when you let it go, how freeing that can be, you know?
1: Yeah. And it's, and and, I mean, I think as some of what you just said to say, I, I am drastically simplifying it for, for a lot of things, like getting rid of a car versus, making a total career change you know like I've been doing this and that's kind of how I've been feeling lately too but I, I kind of I realized today I'm like I, I love doing what I'm doing but just for the last few months I've been feeling like maybe I don't <laughs> and mm-hmm. and I was exploring going and doing something else and I'm like I don't want to start over in my career but mm. but like maybe I don't I don't know and right. and then today I was like no I love doing what I'm doing and it feels like I'm in the right place mm-hmm. and it feels like now that I'm not so worried about money in my life not that I was worried about it before but like now I'm way less worried about it like that just feels good and now I can just go about my business and do what I like to do but for somebody who's in a career path that they don't love anymore yeah like that's a whole you know that's a whole nother level of yeah becoming self-aware and trying to figure out hey how do I fix this problem and then you know going and searching for a new job like that's a whole nother story than just saying like fuck I'm gonna get rid of my car like whatever (laughs)
0: I, I can speak just from the experience of it. Like there is something about, um, you know, there's a ton of ego wrapped up in, um, if I quit this job, then who am I? If I quit this job and I, and my next thing doesn't work, that's a total blow to my ego. If I quit yeah. this job and uh, in the name of trying to step into something more aligned with where I've grown, um, uh, my ego thinks of me as a quitter. My ego thinks of me as what else could I have? What What other, you know, Ladders could I have climbed to, you know, just it throws you for a, a, a loop.
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, and you brought up that good point. Like when I I quit my job at that title and escrow company that I had for eight years, ago, it was like probably what most people would consider a dream job, like yeah. project managing, doing cool stuff and flying around the country, meeting with people about their business. Like it was awesome. I loved it. But I was starting a whiskey and wine, a private whiskey and wine storage. So I quit that job, quit my career mm-hmm. and went and tried something else that, and I always say failed. And I say yeah. failed in the sense of, you know, people always get mad. They're like, you're not a failure. You don't feel like it was a failure. And I'm like I, the business failed. I like, I didn't necessarily fail and I don't feel like a failure, but the business didn't like the business doesn't exist. So it's a failed business to me. Like, that's just yeah. crazy. But, but anyway, uh, the, the ego the ego blow, it wasn't even an ego blow. It was more like a self purpose, the blow of having to say this didn't work. Ugh, can I go back to doing what I was doing? Yeah. And yes, the answer was yes. But, but in doing that, I felt like, I was like, man, I don't know that this is what I want to do now. And, it, and you know, the whole story, it took a good year, almost two years for me to kind of get over that. Yeah. And that was a little ego thing too. It's like, you know, I, I felt so good when I quit this to go do this and that didn't work. And now I have to go back to this. And that's kind of a hit to your ego and a hit to your just mm-hmm. self confidence. Right. Even though I'm great at that, yeah. you know, I should have, I should have zero mm-hmm. self confidence issues you would think, but it's, but, but it was always there. And, uh, and that was a hard thing to deal with. Like that was, I mean, that was a, a brutal thing to deal with, to be honest, but aside from losing all the money and all the shit that came with it, it was mostly just like, like we can go make more money, but it was like, I had, I feel like I took a big old leap and then didn't work. And I had to take a giant leap backwards to where I was and that yeah. never feels good.
0: Yeah. 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 I wonder then in, like, I'm curious in the, cause we're sort of saying two things we're saying on one hand, <clears throat> you know, you could let something go <clears throat> And if your ego's wrapped up in it, it might not lead you to whistle and bebop in your house, you know, as you're walking through the halls, even though it was something burdening you and you let it go, but you're not, but now you're not happy. And on the other side, we're saying, you know, you've, you identified something that you had outgrown and you, it didn't matter to you anymore, like your car payment, you let it go and now you are whistling. I'm just curious, what's the difference that creates the relief? Maybe you can, I don't know if you see it or not, but.
1: No, I, I do. And I'm just laughing because I'm like, it's, it it's like purpose, I guess is how, it, which I'm laughing because I'm like, this is the whole purpose of our group, right? Oh, yeah. Um, right. That's good. I like that. That was the difference is like, I felt like I had a purpose and that I was supposed to go or wanted to go do that thing. Yeah. And when that thing didn't work out, I felt lost because I had to come back to doing what I was doing, even though I loved it. Yeah but I felt lost and I felt bad. And like, this isn't what, you know, that, that, that was what was missing was mm-hmm. I had a purpose that I wanted to go do. Yeah. With the stuff that I'm dealing with now, like my purpose is still there. I was just having a hard time doing it, I guess, for lack of better words, because there was something in my way, something holding me down, which mm-hmm. was the, the, mm-hmm. the stress of that gas car payment and the, you know, not having the money and all that stuff. Like,
0: it's good.
1: And I hate saying that. like I, I mean, not that it's an ego thing, but it's, I, it's not like I was struggling for money, but there, you can be a millionaire. Like if you have a millionaire and a $200,000 a month jet payment or whatever, I don't know. That's different, <laughs> yeah. different scale than what I'm used to. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but like you can still have all the money in the world and still have money problems and money stresses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's just what it came down to is I was just like, this is kind of dumb. Like why, why do I do this to myself? Mm. Having the self awareness to, recognize it and to change it yeah. is the magical part. And I'm lucky in that sense that I do, that I do that. And I think that's where most guys probably get hung up, whether it's a job or a relationship. Uh, we do the same thing with relationships. Like, yeah. You no, know, say so we, we know they suck and I want to get out of it, but it's easier not to. Sure. Yeah. And that was kind of how I felt for the last six months at least was, getting out of this car payment and going and doing whatever I'm going to go do with that is, is going to be kind of a pain in the ass. So it's easier just not to.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: But that attitude is what just kind of put me in a bad mood this whole time. And so, and you know, and I'm looking back now and I'm like, I've I've given advice to friends where they've come to me and said, you know, I'm not happy in my relationship. Yep. What do I do? Hmm. And And again, to us on the outside, it's like, well, that seems like an easy thing to solve, right? Like, but it isn't when you're yeah. in the middle of it yeah
0: yeah well i <clears throat> i think that's why i love the process of um self awareness i just think the the better we get at um feeling our feelings <laughs> you know like the better we get at uh getting sensitized to um the things that are would you say when you were asking real estate agents, it was like checkpoints? What did you call them? They were like pain, these...
1: pain points, pain points, pain points. So every, you know, for realtors, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you could really do this for like every business, every business owner. It's like, we want to save time, save money, make money. Yeah. It's those, like, those are the three things, right? So, you know, if you're an ultra successful real estate agent, you're not necessarily trying to make more money, but you want to have more family time. So you're trying to save time. You're trying to be more efficient. So we were looking for pain points in that realm. Or if you're a brand new agent, Mm. like you don't have a ton of business, you're looking to just make money, get more business. So your pain points are different, but the pain points are all the same. They're just at different levels based on where you're at in your career or how long you've been in business. And you know, it's, it can, and it, it also works for relationships too. Like we look for pain points based on certain things. Yeah. So, and typically those things are different based on how far along you are in your relationship, the number of years or whatever. And so it's a, it's an interesting way of doing things. We call that, I called it, it was called the modern day agent. And we built kind of this whole ecosystem around the pain points. And typically we would make recommendations of products. A lot of times, like if you're trying to be more efficient or you're trying to get more business or whatever it may be, there are products for that, products and services, whatever. So we would make recommendations based on those pain points. And hmm. you know, for stuff like for a relationship or for small business or whatever it may be, it's not always going to be a product. It might just be like, you know, you're trying to be more efficient, you're trying to have more time with your family. Well do this or right. or right. don't do this, <laughs> you know, whatever it may be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and each person, you know, finding finding their own answer, you know, to what, I think at some level, uh, you said it earlier, I think at some level you kind of already know what it is. If you just would tune in, you'd be like, these are the things that are making me feel burdened. You know, this car payment, I just get to the end of the month and I'm like, ah, this payment, we already know. And then it just comes down to what do we want to do about it? You may or may not want to get out of a relationship. Maybe, you know, I I can... speaking from personal experience, my my marriage the last three years has had its ups and downs. It's been, you know, a tricky season in we've been married twenty three years and it's been of twenty-three. These last three have been tricky. And
1: yeah at times it's I'm funny. like,
0: maybe I don't want to be here. And other times I'm like maybe I should stick it out. And and it, it's just there's a whole thing of getting to the getting to the place that feels uh aligned with purpose i mean i love that word that you said that because i feel like you can get back to like as long as there's purpose here then i can find a path to happiness a path to something that works but
1: yeah and that I mean, that's a great just segue into the whole damn world that we're creating here is yeah. like i mean you just said it as long as there is purpose then we will fight tooth and nail for it yeah but when that purpose goes away or we feel like it's gone then yeah, you know, then we get lost and we're like yeah. looking for other things and yeah, you're not happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. So it's the good. point of this whole group is to help people figure out what their purpose is, how to maximize it and be happy and healthy and all of all those fun things. Yeah. That's really good. That's really good. Stop. That's
0: probably a good place for an invitation. I, I think um those, you know, those of you listening, if you are a man in, in, in the business world, who is on the path of, purpose, you know, wanting to live your best life. I mean, Jeff and I don't have your answer, but I think there's some power in hanging with other guys who are in a similar path who are who are also asking these kinds of questions. And that's what that's what the Lumen Project is, is all about.
1: So indeed, yes, yeah. indeed it is. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. You can learn more about the Lumen Project if you go to the the dot Uh you'll see the click the appropriate links there to learn more about the community itself. And um and how to apply. So, good stuff. Yep. Any any That's last good. words, Jeff?
1: Ah, we covered a lot as <laughs> we yeah. always do. It's funny, a friend of mine told me the other day she was like, "You don't talk much." Like when we're out, I'm, oh. I I don't talk this much? <laughs> I'm pretty quiet, reserved. I'm always, I mean, I'm always aware of what's going on, just kind of yeah. doing my own thing. But she's like, I listened to one of your podcasts, and you were just fucking rambling on for forever. And I was like, Yeah, it's called passion. Like when you're passionate about something, I guess this is what happens. You just uh, yeah, words words come out. <laughs> there you
0: go. Purpose, man. It's the power of purpose. Yep. Awesome. All it right, is. Jeff. Good stuff. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. All right, man. Thank you.